Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by me, Tony Lieberts. You can follow me, as always, on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. After a long hiatus, I guess two weeks, um, I was on a family vacation in Scotland and Ireland. For those who follow me on Twitter, you probably saw I had a few pictures about that. It was a wonderful time. Um, but I am back now, and I picked quite the week to come back. Uh, Iowa week, we all know that this is one of the Gophers' biggest games of the year, every single year, and I have plenty of thoughts and opinions heading into this Week 8 matchup in Iowa City at 2.30 p.m. on Big Ten Network. So let's just get right into it. Um. I'm just going off the cuff here because I got a lot of thoughts and I think it'll be quite easy for me to talk about. So some base, basic info about Iowa. Um, everyone obviously knows the Hawkeyes that hail from Iowa City, but this year they are 6-1. and one. Um, It is the 25th year of the Kirk Ferentz era, which is remarkable that he's been a coach that long at one place. Um. I would like I said six and one this year. Opened this year with a 24-14 win over Utah State. Went on the road in the Cyhawk game to beat Iowa State 2013. Came back at home to beat Western Michigan 41-10. Their only loss came at Penn State in the whiteout game, an embarrassing fashion, getting shut out 0 31. And then they went uh 26-16 home win over Michigan State, 2014 home win over Purdue. And then last week as nine and a half point underdogs, they went on the road, beat Wisconsin 15 to 6 with their backup quarterback. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But the studs on this team, number one is Cooper DeGene, who is one of the best players in the country, defensive back, who will play in the NFL. Um it kind of reminds me of Riley Moss for a couple of, from a couple of years ago for obvious reasons, but a very talented player that uh, will have a long, I think, pro career, and he's kind of the stalwart of this defense. Um, you got uh, talented running backs, Caleb Johnson from last year, a name that Gophers fans might remember. Uh, LaShawn Williams, another running back who's pretty talented, came out of the scene a little bit this year, who is leading the team in rushing. And then you got Jay Higgins, who's a talented linebacker leading the team in tackling. And their punter, of course. You see all the memes on Twitter. Um, Brian Ferentz is still their offensive coordinator, so their punter is about their most valuable offensive player. And Tory Taylor is arguably the best punter in the country. So um, he is someone to watch out for in this game because, uh, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, but, I mean, the Gophers 
are five and a half point underdogs and the total is 32 and a half. So the experts think this one will be close and most of the time the experts are right. So, um, and it'll be low scoring. So Hunter will come in to play a large factor in this game. And something that I think we've Gophers fans have certainly noticed in the Kirk Ferentz era about the games between these two teams. So, um, I mean, as much as things change, a lot stay the same. Um, Iowa is on top of the Big Ten West standings. Gophers look to get their first win over the Hawkeyes in over nine years. Um, look to break a 10-game skid in Iowa City that lasts nearly 20 years. And Brian Ferentz is still Brian Ferentz. But the Gophers fans really shouldn't talk that much this year because they are not much better offensively. But at least um, we aren't. I, I say we, at least the Gophers aren't. Don't have PJ Flex son as their offensive coordinator. But that's a whole nother argument. So heading into this game, big storylines, obviously. Um, Michigan transfer quarterback Cade McNamara was one of the biggest additions, moves of the entire college football offseason. Iowa realized that they had a major problem at the quarterback position with Spencer Petras, who did have eligibility remaining. Pretty much said, we're going to need to move on. Um, and kind of had a mutual um, coming apart. And they went out and added Big McNamara from the transfer portal, something that Iowa has not used since it became... Uh, popular and they they adopted it this offseason and that's why a lot of people were pretty high on this team rightfully so as they are six and one and have a chance to go 11 and one this regular season so um we'll get into that in a bit but uh McNamara his last full season at Michigan he 65 percent of his passes for 2,500 15 touchdowns four picks so he was a very talented player leading the Wolverines to a college football playoff appearance but at Iowa, he did not look like that because Brian Ferentz is still their offensive coordinator. So I don't think many quarterbacks are going to thrive in that position. He completed 51.1% of his passes for 505 yards, four touchdowns, and three picks in four full games and some change against Michigan State. So unfortunately for the Hawkeyes, McNamara tours ACL against the Spartans, now out for the season. So. All of that hype the offense got in the offseason, they're like, I was going to have the same, same defense. Now they got a quarterback. Watch out for Iowa. Maybe they're going to take another step. Nope, not the case. They're the worst offense in the country. And I truly believe that. And I think everyone who watched this team would believe that. Um, they average, I think, the fewest points per game in the country. No, they're at 20.9, but they have the fewest yards per game. Because you know how Iowa works, they'll get a punt return or a pick six or something, and they'll lock into some points. But um, that 247.4 yards per game is the fewest in the country. I believe they're the fewest passing yards per game ahead of the three service academies, and I believe the Gophers are fifth worst in the country. So um, that's what makes this game so interesting. I guess we'll get into it in a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's the same Iowa team. There was a lot of people that thought this year might be a little different, uh, mostly because they added Cade McNamara. 
They added Eric All, who is, was and is still their leading receiver, tight end from Michigan, came along with McNamara, who is also out for the season with with a torn ACL. Um, and Luke Lackey, Lachey, I think it's Luke Lachey, uh, their second leading receiver, tight end, who was with the program last year, is also out for the year. So arguably, not arguably, probably their three best Offensive skill position players are out for the for the year. Or Lachey, I don't think it's out for the year, but they're out for this game. So in this preview, it's worth mentioning that they are not going to play on Saturday. And their passing it will likely be abysmal. Almost guaranteed. So who is their quarterback now? Uh Wisconsin transfer Deacon Hill. Um, a guy that probably most college football fans do not know. Um, even most Big Ten West fans probably do not know. Um, someone that I had to do a little research on, but um, he has been absolutely putrid through two games. Um, I would argue or assess that he isn't really much of an upgrade over Spencer Petrus. So, if anything, he might be worse. He completed thirty-eight point six percent of his passes for three hundred eleven yards, two touchdowns, and two ints. Um, I think he's worse than Petrus personally. Um, and he makes their offense about as one-dimensional it can be. Uh, Noah or Nico Regnani, a guy who was on their team last year, is probably their number one receiver now. Um, but he, I think, has ten catches on the year, less than a hundred yards. So it's really slim pickings for this offense at this point. Um, I don't really. They might attempt fewer than 10 passes in this game. We might see, uh, without uh, Eric Alt or Lachey, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. It, and they got quite the mastermind to cook up a nice plan. I, this is just, oh. As, as a Gophers fan that hasn't watched a product much better so far this year, um, it's it's just it's such a weird dynamic going into this game because Iowa has one of the best defenses in college football, and Phil Parker is one of the best coordinators in college football, and they will be able to compete with just about every team in the in the Big Ten outside of those top three, obviously, and that's that's eleven or ten other teams. So, uh, with that defense, it's it gives them a leg up over the other teams. But what makes this game interesting is they're okay, they're, your defense is really good, and you'll be in every game, but you need to score like 10 points to win. And I don't know if you're going to be able to. So, I mean, again, I'm saying all this, it's not like the Gophers are much better, which again is what makes this game so interesting and what makes all their, the rest of Iowa's Big Ten games so interesting. So, I guess for them, I think a big part of this year now is a lot of people didn't think they were going to win that game last week against Wisconsin. Uh, that uh, betting line, I think, opened at like four and it dropped five points with Cade McNamara. Something I found very interesting because McNamara hasn't been that good this year. So them saying he's worth five points, I found very odd. Um, and but the, the, clearly people didn't think they were going to win that game. And they did. And now they essentially have a cakewalk to Indy. But I'd argue this week against the Gophers is probably their toughest game. Um, 
They have home games against Minnesota this week, Rutgers and Illinois. They'll be favored in all those. And then they got away games against Northwestern and Nebraska. They'll be favored in all those. The next tough, Rutgers and Illinois, probably the next toughest opponents, and they're both at home. Uh, the Nebraska game will be interesting last week. That We all know how that rivalry is and everything. But um, last year, the Big Ten West would be pretty fitting for Deacon Hill to play in the Big Ten championship game. But uh, Deacon Hill is just a Iowa quarterback if I've ever heard one. Um, all right, so. That gave you some background on Iowa. Um, not much different of a story than it has been the past few years. Dominant offensive line. They're going to run the football. I, I could throw some numbers at you how Brian Ferentz st- stinks, but any fan of the Big Ten, especially Big Ten West, especially the Gophers, knows that he is not a very good offense coordinator, but the Gophers themselves uh, know that how frustrating a poor offensive coordinator can be. So, Brings us to this game. What do the Gophers have to do to win this game? So, there are going to be... This is how I see this game playing out. There are going to be three to five plays that decide this game. Both these teams play a similar style of football right now. They're The Gophers have a much more talented passer. They have much better pass catchers. And their offensive skill position players are likely much better but unfortunately for the gophers they have not been able to figure out a way to consistently utilize those pass catchers and utilize their talented young quarterbacks arm talent um their play calling has been quite similar they have the gophers at least are trying i was not really trying so that's one thing but um both these teams play a conservative style of football. Um, Darius Taylor will likely be available in this game. He was close against Michigan. Now, let's get the whole bye week to rest up. Likely will play in this game. And not confirmed yet, but he will likely play. And you got Zach Evans, who kind of broke out against Louisiana and Michigan before the bye week. And this will be the first game that they both will be fully healthy and fully expected to play. So. I, that gives me a, a bit of some confidence for the Gophers here because that is a wrinkle to their conservative offense that I was not necessarily going to be able to prepare for. They've seen Taylor, they've seen Evans on film, but they haven't seen him on the field at the same time. They, uh, I would have, I would imagine the Gophers won't play them on the field at the same time. But you get what I mean. You give you give Taylor twenty carries, Evans 10, 10, 10 12. That's something you can't prepare for. A little thunder and lightning, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that'll dramatically take the pressure off Ethan in this game, I think. I mean, you obviously have had terrific running running back play for four out of the five last weeks. Uh, four Big Ten freshman of the week performances from Taylor and Evans combined. So it's not like it'll be that much different, but... Um, It'll. I'll be interested to see what Greg Harbo Jr. cooks up because this is kind of nut cutting time for him. Um, I would imagine the first year offensive coordinator, um, PJ Fleck, obviously has known him for a while. 
And when you got the co-offense coordinators with Matt Simon, it makes it interesting because if he continues to struggle, you don't have to publicly say he gets fired or something, but you can change the play calling duties to Simon. So uh, that's that's a conversation for a little later, but he's got to change something up because what they've been doing is not working is basically what I'm saying. You get Taylor, you get Evans. That Your uh, running back room is already one of the more talented in really the country. So. Both those, both those guys are very talented players. And now you have a chance to tell Ethan, calm down. This is your football team. If you beat Iowa this week, if you have a good game, everyone's going to forget about the past. Everyone would forget about any struggles you had this year. Everyone's going to forget about that Northwestern game. Everyone's going to forget about everything if you go out and play your game. We all know Ethan has it. He's a big game player. He did it against Wisconsin last year. Um, he he did it for the beginning of the bowl game. We know he has it in him. Time to show it. Against one of the toughest defenses in the country, a defense that he's seen. He started against Iowa last year. It was at home, obviously. Played that whole game. So he he knows the feeling of this rivalry, which I think helps him a lot. Um, oddly enough, that Northwestern game is a team that he played last year, but... um. This is now the second team that he uh, will be able to prepare for for the second time as the full-time starter. And so, I I mean, I kind of got on a tangent there, but uh, basically what I'm saying, we all know how Iowa and Minnesota play. And we all know how this game will likely play out, especially last year. Uh, I think we can all remember there were three to five plays that decided that game. There's going to be a turnover couple turnovers it just depends who makes them and who gets them um if the gophers on the right side of those that can completely shift this game if if a team blocks a punt it would just completely shift this game because when you're playing this style of football the margins are so thin and you're walking on ice the entire game and one team makes a mistake like that it completely shifts the game if you're playing in the teens, low 20s, and you get seven points in a blink of an eye, or you get a, a turnover that puts you in the other t- in the red zone, a blink of an eye, the game completely shifts. So those are the plays that's going to matter. The, I can't tell you who's going to make those plays. That's why you play the games. But Minnesota will have an opportunity to win this game. They're not going to go out there and lose 30-0. to zero. I, I can say that pretty confidently. You can old takes expose me after this, but I don't think this Iowa football team has that has it in them to beat any team 30 to zero. I mean, they beat Western Michigan 41 to 10, who's one of the worst teams in the Mac, but Cade McNamara was in that game and that was one of his better games. They struggled with Michigan State at home, struggled with Purdue at home, really struggled with Utah State at home. It, so it just. Minnesota knows this rivalry. PJ Fleck knows how important this game is for this season, for his, I don't want to say legacy as a head coach, because that's a very strong word, but a win here would go a long, long way in rewriting the entire vibe of this season. Um, I mean, you don't want to look back on the season, especially when, your head coach, but I'm on a podcast right now, so I can. But if 
the Gophers just held on to Northwestern, even if that game was just a gross win. And if you're looking right now, and if they're four and two right now with losses on the road at North Carolina and at home against Michigan, two teams that are undefeated and realistically have a chance to play in the college football playoff, both those teams, I think UNC truly does. Um, if those are your two losses, what 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 do you what do you argue? The Gophers have always under PJ Flex struggled against inferior teams, but at the end of the day, you need those dubs on the record book, and the Northwestern one's a loss. So it's really tough. But if there was a win there, they win this game. If they're five and two right now, oh. Be a totally, totally different season, but that—that's sports, man. Um, but again, you're three and three now. Beat Iowa. You're four and three. You got Michigan State at home. You can go to five and three, a win away from a bowl game, and then you got Illinois, um, Purdue, Ohio State, and Wisconsin to close the year. You just need one of those for a bowl game. If this team can get to a bowl game, it's a good year. If you can get to a bowl game and beat Iowa and Wisconsin. People are going to forget about that Northwestern kid. So um, basically what I'm saying is th- this is a massive game for a 3-3 three and three team in what is likely a rebuilding year, or I should say more of a building block year. Um, we've spoken about it before, but Ethan Kelly-McManus will have an offer- opportunity to make a big throw in this game to win the game. Joe Rossi's defense will have an opportunity to make a stop. We have seen them all have these opportunities in recent years, most recently last year. And they didn't succeed in those. But it's time to capitalize. All of Minnesota's shortcomings from this season can be quickly, quickly overlooked by winning this game. And they're going to have a chance. I'm telling you that right now. They're going to have a chance. Again, revisionist looking back, the Michigan game, I think it was a little optimistic to say they were going to have a chance to win that game. Uh, Michigan looked better in every facet of the game. But again, okay, so Wisconsin has this world-class defense. Minnesota has this really subpar, mediocre offense. Most teams are going to struggle to score against Iowa. We've seen it. So Minnesota's going to struggle to score against Iowa. But Minnesota has this unexpectedly worse defense than you thought it was going to be, and Iowa has this putrid, putrid offense that will struggle to score against string cheese. So Minnesota's struggling defense won't necessarily be a major issue in this game because they're playing against a block of cheese. So... That's not a big issue because so basically they're going to be in this game. That's what I'm saying. They're going to be in this game. And it will come down to clock management, timeout usage, decisions to kick a field goal, decisions to punt, decisions to go for it on fourth down. These are the moments that we've seen in this rivalry that, that will come down to. I can't tell you how those are going to happen, but I like, TJ Fleck more when he's an underdog. Um, I think he can motivate his team better. So um, I, I like it in this game, but 2.30 kickoff in Iowa City on NBC. They're going to have a chance. That's that's all I'll say. They're going to have a chance. I'm getting more and more optimistic. The 
longer this week goes on, which is a dangerous, dangerous game to play, but they're going to have a chance. And I will see you guys back next week to recap this game. I have a feeling that I will have even more to talk about because either way this game goes, very big turning point of this season. If they lose, it is a deep, deep, deep hill to climb to make a bowl game. If they win, completely can change the entire outlook of the year. So, as always, I appreciate you all for listening. Row the boat, Ayuma, and go Gophers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.